This week on episode 472 of Priority One, we trek out what Viacom CBS has in store for streaming, Lower Decks future, or past, t-shirt subscriptions in Star Trek gaming, the game's afoot with Sansar's Roddenberry Museum scavenger hunt. Also, get your tabletop action on with an awesome Humble Bundle, and Timelines has an update for its mobile game. RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Hello, Captains. You're listening to episode 472 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. Your weekly recap and review of all the major news happening in the Star Trek multiverse. This episode was recorded live on Tuesday, August 4th, 2020, and available for download or streaming on Friday, August 7th at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Elio. I'm Kat. And I'm Tony. And in our audio booth is our chief audio engineer, Skiffy. Hello, all. Captains, each week between episodes, we love to engage in conversations with you, our listeners, on places like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So, if you aren't already following us on any of those, be sure to look us up. There, we post things like community questions, special announcements, and more. Just search for Priority One Podcast on your favorite social media app, and you'll find us. Or email us. You can reach us at incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Captain's engaging with you is an absolute privilege and one of the reasons we love doing this production. Unfortunately, producing the show to the quality you've come to expect each and every week is not an inexpensive endeavor, but we have ways that you can help. For instance, if you find value in the content that we provide, then we encourage you to check out the bonus content that is exclusive to our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash priority one. And to our existing patrons, please log in and check your messages. I just sent out a mass message to everyone asking them to update their mailing information because we want to send you a little thank you gift for your ongoing support, especially during these incredible difficult times. Or if financial support isn't in the cards, don't forget about sharing our show to all your friends. Hit that like, retweet, and or share button when you come across one of our posts, or perhaps you'd like to join the team. We're looking for new volunteers to join the production. Specifically, we're looking for audio and video editors. For more information, visit PriorityOnePodcast.com or email us. The address is incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Now let's check out the latest news from the Star Trek multiverse. I don't know. Then let's track it out. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Or that which we call a recently re-merged corporation's over-the-top subscription service by any other name would deliver as enjoyable an entertainment experience at a comparable price point? That does not roll off the tongue. It does not, and it's not. it doesn't entirely work, and, and the iambic pentameter was thrown to the wind, but you know what? As segues go, Jake did a pretty decent job for our first story. You see, on Wednesday, July 29th, Viacom CBS revealed more about their upcoming CBS All Access revamp, and in the process, added 70 shows. That's over 3,000 episodes 
to all accesses expanding catalog. President CEO of Viacom CBS Digital and Viacom CBS's Chief Digital Officer Mark Debovois said of the move, quote, it's the first big step to transform all access into the super service we've been talking about, end quote. Included in the addition are titles from BET, Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, the Smithsonian Channel, VH1, and TV Land. And Paramount Pictures threw in a few movies for good measure. Along with the title rollout, CBS All Access's user interface got an upgrade. And we learned a little bit more about Viacom CBS's strategy for the service. On exclusivity and distribution, Debovois told Viacom CBS Newsroom, quote, a lot of our competitors are being carried on one platform and not on another. We're effectively across all the major platforms already. We are everywhere. We have millions of subscribers. We have a service with high engagement." End quote. Translation, they're more than happy to let you watch Star Trek elsewhere as long as they're getting paid. So now onto the important stuff. What's this going to cost? Well, as of right now, Debevoir doesn't expect an increase with the rebranding rollout, which is due to hit sometime in 2021. It's vague, but the news is welcoming nonetheless. I myself, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, the entire back catalog of VH1 pop music. So, you know, a pop-up video. I'm making stuff up. Now, I'm, I don't really don't care. I just think that it's interesting that their strategy is we'll let you watch any all of our stuff on everybody else. And then we're going to expect you to come back here for the original content. I think that's what they're after. Like their whole back catalog is going to be available to everybody everywhere. But if you want the new stuff, you got to subscribe to All Access. Well, my understanding, yes, you have to subscribe to All Access. But I think he's talking more about having CBS All Access on platforms like Amazon Prime, where you can add on that subscription, or you can get CBS All Access on Plex or Android or whatnot. I think those are the platforms he's talking about. But you bring up a good point, right? For any of the new content, which, mind you, is not a lot. They're throwing out these big numbers and all these major channels like BET Comedy Central and 3,500 episodes of programming. But some of those shows have like 25 seasons and of reality television. You know, like it's, it's not new content. So I don't see how they are approaching this or looking at this or even trying to spin this as something innovative or groundbreaking when in reality, all they're doing is making their back catalog available on CBS All Access without providing a substantial amount of new original content. They don't, they don't need to. I mean, remember, I mean, the draw for these subscription services is the new stuff. That's what gets people to sign up. What gets people to not leave is having a catalog of stuff for filler in the meantime. So you go watch the new thing, and then on the suggested dealies, they say, you might like this show, too. And you're like, oh, yeah, I used to like that show. And so you, you know, hit the watch list, and you can, you know, watch a rerun of your favorite season of VH1 pop-up video. Well, too, in that article, there was another quote about churn, you know, so I think they want to just maintain the subscriptions and, like, exactly. build on those. They... What happened after, you know, Picard was over and everyone canceled their subscription because they didn't, there was nothing new to watch. Yeah. So now they want just people to just keep your subscription. Now we can forecast our financials and, you know, that's where they'll fund all the original programming if they're even going to do that. Come for the Star Trek, stay for the Rugrats. They're trying their best to claw away at the market share just like everybody else. NBC's trying it with Peacock now, too. Peacock. It's a... Uh, 
Yeah, some of the, I give them. Everyone I give knew. all of these guys. Yeah, you knew everyone was going to try and do their own, and at, in the end, people will just migrate to a couple of services, and everything else will go away. Well, more than that, I think I think in about two to three years, half of these guys won't exist anymore, and it'll be it'll be back to the core players. I think Disney Plus is around to stay for what should be very obvious reasons because it's Disney. I think Netflix and maybe even Hulu is around to to stay for a while, and some of these other guys. Amazon's around because they include it with your Prime subscription. So there's no additional cost. So Consumer Reports did an article about titled How to Replace Cable TV for Only $25 a Month. And it's a pretty interesting article. But one of the th- recurring things that I saw, especially in this article, was when talking about CBS All Access, the one thing that they kept saying over and over about like a lore to the platform is Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek, right? And I mean, from a grand scheme of things, I think that's a problem, right? Because I don't know about you guys, but I canceled my CBS All Access subscription when Picard ended. Did you try watching some of their other original shows? Twilight Zone. I did watch Twilight Zone, which is good. But again, it's like it's one or two of these big title programs. And then, yeah, you've got things like the NFL and you've got sports. That kind of helps a little bit. But I'm not a sports person personally. So is Star Trek, Twilight Zone and NFL games really the only draw to having and maintaining a subscription to CBS All Access? Doesn't CBS do like NCIS and like those massive popular shows that your parents watch every week, you know, I think. But that's all back catalog stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what new, if there's even new seasons of that. They have the, the Good Wife spinoff, which is a exclusive to All right. Access. I can't even remember the, the name of fight. it. The Good Fight. Oh, with the uh, Christine Baranski. Is that right. that? That's a good show. That's pretty good. I don't know anybody that watches it. My mom does. She, <laughs> right. she I mom watched does. the I've watched the first couple of us. It's good if you like lawyer shows. The original or on CBS All on Access? CBS the All Access, yeah. My mom has no idea how to even subscribe to CBS. Right. Well, I had to set it up, but... Right, see? <laughs> and, and it's the same thing with my mom's Netflix subscription. I mean, we're going to, you know, those of us in our, our age and younger are going to enable the older generation to not have cable anymore. My mom canceled both. She had cable at some point. She had DirecTV at some point. Those are both gone. And she's got Netflix on her iPad now. This is that's how that's we, we've cut her cord and that's what's that's what all this is aiming for so that all the reruns you used to catch and you know you could watch in the middle of the day on TBS or whatever the Law and Order marathons all that stuff's going away it'll live on on Peacock <laughs> for Law and Order and you know for uh, on CBS All Access their entire back catalog of soap operas and everything else that they've had it's the draw will be the new programming the Star Trek and the Good Fight the, the what will keep you there is the back catalog. And I, I think, reading between the lines, they're saying we don't mind sharing our back catalog with even Netflix and Hulu and those guys because that's not what draws people in. If you want to, if you guys want to use that to reduce your churn, that's fine. Pay us licensing fees, and you can pay us your maintenance fees. You know, you're, we're, we're taking share of your maintenance. We're going to draw people with our new programming, and they'll stay with us because we have the same back catalog you do. Our services are equivalent on the back catalog side. Star Trek's the difference between us. It's funny you mentioned that because De Beauvoir did another interview with Decider, and one thing that Decider had you know, spoken about with him was exactly about that, about them being on things like Amazon Prime and Plex and whatever. And one of the quotes from the article says, Viacom CBS is not asking distribution partners to change their business plans and expects to continue to be available after the relaunch on all platforms, 
where it is currently available, including Roku and Amazon Fire TV. So what I'm hearing is, hey guys, we're gonna have all this new stuff. Uh, don't you change our, our agreement to keep using CBS All Access. Don't charge us more. Well, Roku and Amazon Fire are devices on which you can... Are they, are they actually talking about the ecosystems or are they talking about the playback devices? I think they're talking okay. about the ecosystems. Well, I imagine they have, they have deals that they have to complete with all sure. that. I imagine they sign multi-year, you know, and yeah, multi-year deals exactly. that are being yeah. and, and know, I think handled. This is like a negotiating tactic too. If you put it on your back catalog, your stuff's out there. And when, if it comes to, you know, like Star Trek on Netflix, when it comes time to renew this deal, whenever it expires, CBS can come to them and go, we'd like to take some more of your money, but we don't need to. How much of your money would you like to give us? Yeah, and, and, you know, give us more because we don't need yeah. you because we have our own thing. We have our own thing. Speaking about taking money, I love the marketing machine with 23 weeks of Star Trek. Translation, six months of subscription. That's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> really what that translates to. It's not 23 consecutive weeks either. There will be mid-season breaks. Oh, so yeah, so... Probably, like, yeah. probably. The other thing we failed to talk about is our friends across the pond. Oh, yeah. Which we'll get to talking about Lower Decks in this next segment. So, Captains, while we move on to our next headline here, and we look forward to the premiere of Lower Decks on Thursday the 6th, if you haven't already subscribed to CBS All Access for those 23 weeks of Star Trek... Non-consecutive. Perhaps now's the time. But if you do subscribe or resubscribe, please... Try to use our affiliate link. We'll be sharing that link on our social media pages and, of course, on our website. And your subscription to CBS All Access using our affiliate link helps support Priority One Podcast. So thanks in advance. That leads us to our first community question this week. For those of you who will have the opportunity, how will you watch Thursday's premiere of Lower Decks? With friends via Zoom, by yourself with a bowl of popcorn and your favorite beverage? Let us know in the comments section for this episode at PriorityOnePodcast.com or by replying to our community question post on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, as Elio just mentioned, you know, part of the problem with pre-recording a podcast is that uh, inevitably, important talking points today may turn out to be old news by the time the show's out. That could be the case with our next story, and you'll see what I mean in a minute. On Monday, August 3rd, entertainment website Inverse published a sit-down with Star Trek Lower Decks showrunner Mike McMahon and star Tawny Newsom to discuss the upcoming series, set to debut on August 6th. The series, which takes place one year after the events of Star Trek Nemesis, would presumably refer to the Star Trek events of that era. When McMahon and Newsom were asked about a possible Newsom-Mariner crossover to Star Trek Picard, McMahon dropped a fully trekked nugget straight into the sauce. Quote, That's interesting because we do have legacy actors who show up in the first season of Lower Decks, and we have gotten to have a little bit of a where-are-they-now sort of vibe through a Lower Decks lens. But I gotta say, if anyone wants Mariner to show up on their live-action Star Treks, you've got to have Tawny. End quote. So now the time paradox. This news on Friday, August the 7th may not be as great as it was on Tuesday, August the 4th, because on Thursday, August the 6th, one of those legacy actors may have already shown up, or maybe not, especially if you don't live in North America. At the time of this writing, there still hasn't been word on how international viewers will get to watch Trek's first comedy series. On Friday, July 31st, Twitter tweeter at Notting Hill Nerd tweeted, quote, The silence on an international slash UK release date is deafening and somewhat worrying. Trek fans all over the world have supported the franchise 
franchise for years, even if we got a it's coming very soon or something would help, as at the moment we feel left out as fans, end quote. To which showrunner McMahon replied, quote, I wouldn't worry, slightly smiley face, end quote. So since last Friday, there hasn't been any further news, but there may be after August 4th, but before August 7th. Temporal Mechanics gives me a headache. I don't understand why they wouldn't announce this. The deal's not ASAP. Done? That's what, yeah. There's some money on the table. I expect they're new negotiate. I don't know. I find it really hard to believe that they don't have a distribution deal in place already. Already, right. It's it's August 4th and they have not yet announced. But this is not exclusive just to Lower Decks. We had issues like this for Discovery, for Picard, where either mm, short, short tracks. tracks. Oh, Short Tracks. I'm pretty sure Short Tracks Season 2 still isn't available internationally. I'm almost certain of that as well. So what are they doing, right? Because if I'm not mistaken, next to the UK... Germany is also a huge population of Star Trek fans, right? If you look at demographics from around the world. And yet, you know, you have a show coming out in a few days from the time of this recording, and our friends across the pond have no idea how or when or where they're going to watch it. And let's be honest, if they can't get it from a legitimate source, they're going to find a way to get it by other means. Oh, yeah. And... You know, there's another thing, too, that we shouldn't forget. We're all on lockdown now, and people and distribution companies are getting creative. If CBS All Access really wants to get innovative, they would introduce an ability for you to be able to watch with friends, which you can do now through Amazon Prime. If you have a Prime Twitch account, you can do like a live stream of one of the shows that's already on Amazon. But for something like Netflix, you have to install a third-party plugin for Google Chrome called Netflix Watch Party, I believe, and other technologically crazy babble techniques in order for you to watch things with friends. So, yeah, there's room for growth here. I think that this is one of those things where if you don't get the price you want, the price that you've decided internally that something is worth, you just don't sell it. This is the reserve auction price. So, they've decided that a season of Star Trek, whatever that Star Trek is, is worth X. And if other people go, you know, we weren't so happy with the Discovery thing and the short, we didn't miss the short treks at all and you know I just don't think it's worth it then we don't we don't we don't want to pay that CBS will take their ball and go home piracy aside all their kind of stuff they've decided that their original content is, is worth this much and if you're not going to play ball then they'll just take their ball and go home they're shooting themselves in the foot because they they need all the hype they can they get around so. all the new track I mean, it's their anchor product. Yep, exactly. I, I'm not. I'm not saying that's what they think. I'm. I'm just saying that's. Oh, I, that's how it is. If they if they miss the boat on the the release, then CBS missed the boat. They've what? blown them. <laughs> never. No, that never happened. I'm just saying this is a negotiating strategy. Like, we Got have it. decided that this stuff is worth this much, and if you're not going to play, we don't need to play. We don't need you. And we'll see who who's right about this or not. Probably, they, it, like I said, it will be pirated. But the idea of sticking to their guns on the price point is valuable in and of itself. And they're going to experiment with short treks. Because really, if they miss out on one series and it's just the cartoon, this is a good experiment. That's because they are banking on what they tell their shareholders the value was. And they have to stick to it. Otherwise... Bing. it's not gonna be good yeah. So we can't we can't overlook one of the other key points of this headline, which is the possibility of legacy actors returning for lower decks. I'm gonna say right now, if they don't bring back Reginald Barkley, oh yeah, he's got to be like in he like is, one of the first episodes. Yeah, he 100%. is perfect for this. Perfect yeah. for this. Oh yeah. I get another question. When other seasons of Star Trek premiered, other series of Star Trek premiered, uh, CBS would broadcast the first episode on their terrestrial broadcast channels. Is that happening with the first episode of Lord? No, I don't think they've done that since Discovery. 
Um, oh, they didn't do it for Picard? I thought yeah, they did. It for, oh, yeah. they made Picard they available yes. for free, didn't they? That's what they did with that one. Do you guys have any legacy actors you think would also fit nicely with Lower Decks? I mean, a year after Nemesis? All of them. Oh, they're going to run into the Titan. Yeah. Jonathan Frakes, will be, Jonathan Frakes will be on it for sure. I just think anybody who did comic relief on any of the series. Yeah. The Doctor oh, seems like a definitely. fitting. I, I imagine they're going to get yeah. as many of them as they can. I mean, they're gonna. it's going to be like the Orville, right? You know, Seth MacFarlane got as many Star Trek alums as he could possibly cram in. It, it'll be the same thing. Well, that brings us to our next community question this week. Who do you think would be a good fit to return in animated form in Star Trek Lower Decks? Remember, let us know in the comments section for this episode at PriorityOnePodcast.com or by replying to our community question post on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Do you like Trek t-shirts, subscriptions, exclusivity? Then Star Trek Lower Decks and Animation Production House and t-shirt company Titmouse have a deal for you. Behold, the Lower Deckers shirt collective subscription. Announced on Friday, July 31st, this subscription service will feature 10 t-shirts, one for every episode of Lower Decks designed by the team at Titmouse. For 180 US dollars, residents of the United States and Canada will receive all 10 offerings, plus a free members-only 11. If you aren't sure you want that many pieces of wearable Titmouse art, you can order one at a time for 20 US dollars. But remember, you'll forfeit the member exclusive. Don't have the money now, but want the shirts? Well, unfortunately, that may prove to be a problem. To quote the Titmouse website, quote, when the new episode airs, the previous week's shirt style is gone. No more. Nuh-uh. Bye. Don't look back. The only way to go now is forward, end quote. In an interview with StarTrek.com to announce the subscription, Titmouse director Barry Kelly said of the design process, quote, We try to find that little nugget of an idea that sparks a design. Could be a logo in the episode, could be an iconic shot, or just a random prop in the background could make a funny and iconic shirt, end quote. For a link to the StarTrek.com announcement and Titmouse order page, check out our show notes. No, thank you. Eh, I don't need... I got enough t-shirts. Yep, that's a pass. I, I, by this time in my life, I'm trying to get rid of t-shirts. I'm at that stage where I like I really can't wear this outside anymore. <laughs> but I don't want to get rid of it because I like this old shirt. I have a uh, crate of band t-shirts. Yeah. Like, all concert t-shirts. I have, like, a ton. I can make a quilt. I won't. That's a nice shirt. I'm pretty happy with my existing nice shirt. Nice, nice shirt. Mm-hmm. So if you subscribe to it, the shirts end up being a little over $16, right? And so... I don't know. It's reasonable. It's not bad. It's reasonable. It's reasonable. But man, to commit $180, that's 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 where they get you. I like collecting t-shirts. I like, you know, I like to wear them with the blazer look, right? I got that the, the, the signature. This is my priority one uniform. This, this, this look. Um, is there everyone but, knows? Oh, no, that, that's Elio. But, it's Elijah from the priority one show. <laughs> the biggest problem is we still don't know if we like this show. Right, right. You're committing right. $180 to something that you might not right, like. Right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you might be embarrassed. This might be like the t-shirts that you hide that you don't want people to know about. Like, right. I went to that concert, but I'm not really proud of that. <laughs> I used to like that it's band, like, but it's my collection of Nickelback t- <laughs> yeah. t-shirts that I've got. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, captains, that's all the news we have to trek out this week. Now let's find out what happened in the world of Star Trek gaming. Welcome aboard, Captain. Congratulations, high score. Quote: As preparations to toast. The legendary James T. Kirk get underway, the personal effects gathered to help 
pay tribute begin to change or disappear? Can you determine what kind of temporal disturbance is causing this before Kirk himself vanishes? End quote. Captains, get ready to party like it's 2019 or 2268 or 2404. All at the same time. From August 6th to the 10th, Star Trek Timelines is reprising its Legend Unwritten Galaxy event from March of last year for the Federation and Augment factions. This time around, the ranked reward will be the new five-star EV suit to Paul. Last week's ranked reward crew, Technician Fisher, joins five-star Captain Harry Kim, four-star 1701 Jadzia, and four-star Evil Kirk as the event crew. At least we're pretty sure it's Evil Kirk. None of them are wearing name tags. The official Star Trek Timelines Twitter account also announced the upcoming Enterprise Vacation campaign starting August 6th. Although details on the event remain scant, we do know it will feature Enterprise's Lieutenant Reed and Commander Tucker, as we saw in the episode Two Days and Two Nights. Probably not all of how much we saw them, though. Hint, they weren't wearing pants by the end of the show. Star Trek may take place in an idealized future, but its gaming franchises continue to recognize the needs of the many today. Until August 19th, Humble Bundle and Modifius Entertainment are offering a Star Trek Adventures RPG book bundle in support of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Purchasing the bundle at the top $15 tier unlocks the Federation Core rulebook, expansions, pre-generated adventures, canon character sheets, and even a 50% discount off the Core rulebook print edition. As of this writing, the bundle has raised $144,510.12 from 9,042 purchases, and I am one of them. Them, and a couple of my real-life tabletop friends are at least two more of them. That's an awesome number for fundraising. That's that's cool. That is out of this world. Par for the course for Star Trek fundraising, my friend. They answer the call. It is. I mean, kudos to Modifius Entertainment for, for doing this. I mean, you know, these tabletop adventures definitely have a bit of a learning curve, right? I mean, it's not something that you can just easily pick up in, for most cases, and you may want to befriend somebody who is an experienced game master to help introduce you into the world of tabletop RPGs. But even, let's just say, let's just say you can't foresee yourself playing on, in the near future because of COVID, right? These are generally games that are played around a single table. You know, if you watch Stranger Things, if you've ever seen anybody play D&D, you know, social distancing can impede the adventure. But for $15, you get all of this stuff, which is hundreds of dollars if you pay for them on their own, and you're helping. Let me help you, because I have these. Uh, this is the second time I purchased this bundle. I purchased a set for Priority One, because we're going to uh, maybe do something. We've done it once before in our uh, anniversary live stream. Might do something in the near future again. But I, when you go through these things, if you like Star Trek, a big chunk of these books is vignettes, little scenes, letters, pad entries, dossiers, computer files, all set in the Star Trek world. That are just they're just little hints and 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 histories and snapshots of Romulan agents and Federation logistics officers and just stuff that puts you in the world and expands on the fiction. The artwork is great. I mean, there's so much in these PDF files that just sinks you into Star Trek lore. So even if you don't wind up playing the game, there's a lot of stuff in here to just... Anybody who's ever had the Star Trek technical manual will know what I'm talking about. I love that thing. I love it. And the Deep Space Nine one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just sit through and kind of page through it, right? You don't, don't read it cover 
cover to cover. <laughs> just flip it open. Just flip through it on your computer and page through it. I read it cover to cover. Well, you can do that, too. And there's just so many volumes. So something caught me off guard here, and I don't mind addressing it live on air and whilst we're recording, but... Star Trek Online is included in one of these bundles. And one of their packs, yes. So, well then, that caught me off guard. That's something. It's there. It's the DS, I think it's the DS9 starter pack. Yeah, it's the DS9 Uniform and Elite Services starter pack, and that's if you pay pay $8 or more, unlocks a bunch of the books, and then in that $8 is the Star Trek Online DS9 uniform. So is this Star Trek Online's attempt to participate? It's a start. But they didn't announce anything. They didn't announce anything. I'm like, they're not advertising it. No, they're not. I didn't see it come across the tweeters or anything. So did they team up with Modifius? Is this, or did Modifius pay Star Trek? What is this? I think it's a step in the right direction. It is a step in the right direction. Oh, do not get me wrong. Yes, this is a step in the right direction for them to do this. And, you know, Modifius is a, a smaller company, right? I'm surprised that they did this, being that it is a smaller company that, you know, may not generate the same amount of revenue that a company like Star Trek Online does. They've partnered with them before, though. They have partnered with them before, for sure. But I'm talking about just like from consumer to producer, right? Like how many people do you know purchase these Star Trek RPG books, right? It's not like it's not like a new phaser came out. Everybody wants to buy it, right? So Modifius being a smaller company than I would, I would presume than Cryptic Studios. Yes. I don't know. I don't know how to interpret this. I'm caught off guard, and I really don't know how to interpret Like you said, Skiffy, it is certainly a step in the right direction, and it's worth investigating. Because, look guys, I would love nothing more than to start covering Star Trek Online again. I haven't played. I don't know any of the new uh, House Divided episodes I have not played. So, I would love for nothing more than to put down this microphone, so to speak, and start covering Star Trek Online again. But why didn't Star Trek, Star Trek Online promote this? I don't get it. Further investigation is to be had. Way back in episode 467, we let you know about an upcoming virtual scavenger hunt sponsored by Roddenberry Entertainment in partnership with Sansar. Well, Captains, the hunt has begun. Since July 28th, Sansar has been dropping regular clues to the mystery on its social media channels. The first clue was, we're floating with excitement to start off the Roddenberry recovery mission. The next clue was, we've got brews for you on the Skyway Avenue. Then came the clue, you'll need to grab yourself a cup of mocha to get energized. And after the weekend break, yesterday's clue was, after finding this clue, you may need a shower. It sure is a sandy Sansar day. To track out every day's clue, just follow Sansar and Roddenberry Entertainment on Twitter. And to track down the missing items and maybe win an Oculus Rift SVR headset, among other prizes, head into the worlds of Sansar and follow the trail. You don't even need VR to play thanks to a desktop-only PC client option. Good hunting, captains. I don't like sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. Wrong franchise. Wrong franchise. Oh, whoops. Excuse me. That would be the perfect place to hide props from Star Trek. So I know I've spoken about Sansar before, but just remember a few things. Sansar, although best experienced in VR with a VR headset and whatnot, can be played without a VR headset. You can just play it on your desktop. I got it. Yeah, I mean, it's free to play. You can download it. You can explore all these worlds. The Roddenberry Museum is 
absolutely stunning. I mean, these are props, original props that were 3D scanned, so you can pick, virtually pick them up and, you know, look at all the angles, flip it upside down, everything you want to do in a museum, or if you were ever at a convention that, you know, had props on display that you couldn't touch, yeah, no, you can, you know, digitally grab these and inspect them. It is a really great experience, even if it's just that you log in from time to time or you log in for these special events. And then on top of that, the community is also great. So captains, I encourage you to check this out and uh, hit me up on social media if you want to log in together. In partnership with Mission Log, they have a recreation of the original series bridge as well that's really cool. You can get to from the Roddenberry Room. It's very cool in VR. Well, that wraps up episode 472 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. But there are more great shows available to you on the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Just visit podcasts.roddenberry.com for a complete list. Then be sure to subscribe to them all and share them with your friends. But we can't forget to send a special thanks to some of our Patreon supporters like David K. Rutley and Peter Archibald. And here's a reminder of our community questions for this week. First up, for those of you who will have the opportunity, how will you watch Thursday's premiere of Lower Decks? With friends via Zoom by yourself with a bowl of popcorn and your favorite beverage? And also, who do you think would be a great fit to return in animated form in Star Trek Lower Decks? Captains, it's important to us to get your voice heard and that you participate in the conversation. Leave us a comment on our website at PriorityOnePodcast.com, on our Facebook page at Facebook.com forward slash PriorityOnePodcast, or find us on Twitter and Instagram at PriorityOnePod. We make it so easy. You can, you can write to us. Please do. We miss you. You can even leave us a voicemail. We have all the meat. Just, you know what? Do a voice memo and email it to us, incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. You can do that. We can include your voice on the show. Heck, send it to us as a video. We'll pull the audio or play it during the live stream. We can do that. We have the power. We have the technology. Thanks to our patrons. And if you're still craving more, be sure to spend time with Winters, Anthony, me, plus the rest of the Priority One Armada. Saturday nights, the Armada broadcasts live to review the latest news from Star Trek Online and the Armada community, including spotlighting some of our amazing members. With regular giveaways, there's something for all Star Trek Online players, whether you're new or a veteran. So follow us on all our social media accounts for broadcast times, and if you'd like to join the Armada, visit PriorityOneArmada.com. This episode of Priority One is brought to you by our patrons through Patreon.com. During these difficult times, we are humbled by the continued support of our patrons who find value in the content we produce each and every week. Thank you so very much, and Patrons, do not forget to check your messages and update your addresses through Patreon because we'd like to send you a gift as a small token of our appreciation for sticking with us as patrons throughout this pandemic. And don't forget to tune in to Priority One Productions' Guard Frequency podcast at GuardFrequency.com. Each episode, the Guard will take you inside the universe of your favorite space sims, including a tabletop adventure played out by your hosts. And Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a live urn. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. Thanks to our audio editors, including Gray, Brandon, William, Rand, Daniel, Roscoe and Skiffy. And a special congratulations to Rand on his recent bundle of joy that was just delivered. Oh, congratulations, dude. Yay. Thanks to our producer, Jake Morgan, and associate producer, Shane Hoover, with support from Thomas of the Priority One Armada. Together, they help organize and write up our summary of the weekly headlines from the Star Trek multiverse. Thanks to our social media manager, Anthony Cox. Thanks to our graphic artist, Henry Pumper, with support from Jason Smith of the Priority One Armada. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watt. 
hearts. But most importantly, a big thanks to you, the Star Trek community, our listeners, because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. Enemy ship on sensors. Red alert. Ready weapons. Engage. This is Elio. Truck it out. Sync one. This is cat. Sync. What are we doing? Wait. <laughs> this is cat. Truck it, it out. Sync two. <laughs> we we knew what you meant. This is Tony doing that word. that same segment with the sync after cat. That's that's where I'm at. <laughs> this is Skivvy. Truck it out. Sync four. On exclusivity and distribution, Debevoir told Debevoir Debevoir. You see, I had it good the first like three times I said it. Head into the worlds of Sansar and follow the trail. You don't even need VR to play thanks to a desktop-only PC client option. Good hunting, Captains. I don't like sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. Wrong franchise. Wrong franchise. Oh, whoops. Excuse me. That would be the perfect place to hide props from Star Trek. That would be that would be this franchise. Ooh. That would be, that would be the, the, this. Uh, I'm I'm doing a whole other franchise. Oh, we're all, yeah, we're all we're all out of uniform. <laughs> I had the decency to cover mine up though. <laughs> hey, I'm like from here down. You could. That's a nice oh, guard right, frequency right. cap you're wearing there. Uh, that's 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 always on brand. That's always on brand, my friend. Podcast.roddenberry.com, the Roddenberry Podcast Network.